Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now when you use code DNVR, first time users, you're going to turn a $5 bet into $100 in free bets on the Stanley Cup Finals. Win or lose, doesn't matter. All you got to do is place it when you sign up using code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Patrick Lyons. And I am Susie Hunter. Patrick, I am feeling a little swept out to see right now. Rockies got schooled by the fish in this three-game sweep. They drop Thursday's day game, or should I say morning game for all of us out here on the western-ish coast. 3-2, they drop to 30-40, and 40, which is pretty sure I didn't have to bring out my abacus. Not good. 10 games under 500. I did some counting. That is, in fact, 10 games under 500, which is not where we want to be. No, we talked about it briefly on Thursday's podcast that dropped from our Wednesday's post game. that ultimately we are really approaching must-win season. And today felt very much like a must-win game. And I think Kyle Freeland approached it that way. And we saw the same kind of grit that we've seen all season long. Did give up seven hits in his seven innings pitch. Did not walk a single batter. He was not giving away any free bases. And he said, look, you're going to have to beat me. I am going to throw strikes. He struck out five, got out of a big jam there in, in, in a seventh. And so he was on point. Unfortunately, did not get the run support from his colleagues. Story. Story of starting pitchers' lives out of Colorado. Um, Definitely, yeah, definitely something that was lacking today for sure. Kyle Freeland has been so great as of late. Um, In his past four starts, three of those he has gone seven innings. So we are getting some great longevity out of him right now. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like it was around this point in the season. It might have been a week or two earlier. I remember we started talking about, you know, who's going to make the all-star team for the Rockies. Colorado's hosting in Denver at Coors Field. Man, it's going to be amazing. There were a couple candidates. You know, Trevor Story never really took off, so he unfortunately was not an all-star. He did participate in the home run derby, but not a true all-star. And the one guy I pointed to as being a sleeper candidate was Airman Marquez because just came off of a solid start, and you knew he had that potential in him. And with the opportunity for about seven or eight more starts. Hey, if he gets it right, I could see him slipping in as being a representative for the Rockies. I think it's time to say that about Kyle Freeland right now. Now, after Thursday's game, of course, you know, he does have a 4.29 ERA. So not ideal. He's three and five win loss records are not that important, but being the opening day starter on this team, you know, getting the the six year extension, he's going to be around for the long haul. And with what he was able to show in Miami, He's going to have to do it every single start here on out. It's maybe about five, six more starts. They're going to have to be very much ace-like. But I think if he does that, ERA will be around 3-5, maybe even a a tick lower. And I think you could start to make the case that, you know what? No, this man deserves to be an all-star for the first time. And so is this the start of something? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But Kyle Freeland, definitely a dark horse as an all-star for 2022. Oh, yeah, for sure. If he stays on this pace, I could absolutely see that. The all-star votes for Rockies are a little disappointing to me. I know we're going to get to that later on in the show. (laughs) 
Very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alex Colome, disappointing. You know, one of those two guys with Daniel Bard. Maybe Daniel Bard is one of those all-star representatives. We'll touch on that here in, in segment two. We're also going to have some fun today, of course. Peep Susie's tweets. I mean, it's peep my tweets. No, it's peep them tweets, them tweets Patrick. Right. Peep them tweets. Peep them tweets. Because they're not oh, they my tweets. Go. They're certainly not mine. Right. We don't know how they identify either. So it's them. Peep them <laughs> tweets. Sure. Yes, be, exactly. Yeah, it, it's a good way of showing some respect. So we'll have some fun in doing that. A lot of things to get to. But Alex Colomay was a guy scoreless for a while. Still hasn't given up a home run, but he gives up the go-ahead run there in the eighth. I was sensing that after his bad outing. I think it was might have been on, on Tuesday, the first game of the series. I was not as excited to see him on Thursday as much as I was back when he came out on Tuesday and still had the streak going. I have a feeling he could be one of those guys where he has those, those hot patches where he can go on a run and he's absolutely dominant. And then when he doesn't have it, it might start to fall apart. Only gave up the one run, but that was the most critical run of the day. So that was, that was disappointing to see there in the eighth, eighth from column A. Yeah, that was the run. If that didn't happen, this game would probably still be going on as we're rec- <laughs> at, at this time. Yeah, Freeland did end up throwing 107 pitches, a lot of strikes. I forget what the exact number was on that. It's, it's 69 strikes. And Logan here <laughs> is, is calling it because, you know, if his pitch count wasn't that high, you might have seen him go out there for the eighth, take some of that momentum. Again, Logan pointing out, strikes out Jazz Chisholm, one of the hottest hitters, one of the best hitters, one of the most easily exciting hitters in all of the game. So that was a big spot there. Thanks for sharing that in the chat, Logan. Remember to make sure you are watching live over on YouTube or even after the fact, uh, you can go ahead and, and do that afterwards uh, on the DNVR sports channel. So bullpen there just had the one inning defense was fine. You know, no errors, but the one line that I was not too crazy about three stolen bases against Elias Diaz, we had an article earlier this season, I want to say it was the middle of May, where about a month into the season, Rockies hadn't given up a stolen base. First one of the year came off of Dom Nunez, but Elias Diaz had a string of of not giving up a, a run, or rather not giving up a, a stolen base. And I'm just wondering with all of the defensive woes the Rockies are having, teams are being a little bit more aggressive saying, look, Diaz has a great arm, one of the best behind the plate in all of baseball. However, let's make him throw it. Let's force maybe uh, an error here or there if we have to and be aggressive. And that ended up being very valuable for the Marlins. But the defense, good. I, I would at least have to say at least good. Yes, it was much cleaner baseball than some of the other games that we've seen. But I like the point you've brought up about Diaz, about um, how the defense in general has been so lacking for the Rockies. And yeah, why wouldn't teams take advantage of that? It is nice to see that Diaz offensively is heating up a little bit now. But yeah, those stolen bases were were pretty tough. Like that you pointed that out about Diaz. He had a really good day at the plate, ended up having two hits. Uh, the offense, you know, it actually started, I thought the lineup was was interesting today, partially because we saw both Bouchard and Montero in the starting lineup. And Montero was over there at first base, his first time starting at first base, uh, actually filed an official question if, in his four starts now, Elias Montero, he has started at three different spots. I won't say positions, 
but spots, right? He started at third base, he started at first base, and twice as the designated hitter. So that's kind of unique. It'll be interesting to see how many players have done that in their first four starts in, in the major leagues, at least for the Rockies is concerned. I think that's that could be special, a special statistic. You know, I have to ask, did you start a spreadsheet on this? I did not. I did. What not. are you waiting for? I'm trying to, I, you know what? There was a, there was a seed that was planted. If you go back and listen to that Drew Goodman podcast, mm-hmm. and I've got about a week until we have him on again. Cause I think it'll be next Thursday when there's an off day where we'll talk to him again, but he planted a seed about something that I very much am going to need uh, a major spreadsheet overhaul to try and figure out what's going on. And it does have a little something to do with stolen bases, uh, which we just touched, touched on there, but two hits for Diaz and, Two is kind of the magic number. A couple guys had two hits. A couple guys had a bunch of extra bases, but two bags for Heli Harris Montero. No matter how you want to pronounce his first name, Montero double means the same in any language. Awesome. Yeah, I never hear his name pronounced the same way twice. It's all over the place. I feel really confident that I am actually saying it right. It's, you, it, you, you might be the only one who is saying it right. I think like, people... I'm the only one who knows how to load a dishwasher correctly. I can't explain how, but I just always do it right. Yeah. No one else does. And it is a confidence thing. I think you're right because I have confidence that I'm saying it right. And it makes yeah. sense based on my logic. Whereas everyone else is, what do you got? All right, that's what I'm going to run with. There's also, I think, two different pronunciation guides who have his first name two different ways. So there's that element to it. But mm-hmm. you like to see Montero get the double. Just shy of, of a home run there. Ian yeah. Depot Park, not very friendly on that front. Kind of kind of robbed him of his first homer, but maybe yeah. at least be able to get it back at home. You know, according to Wood It Dong, one of our favorite Twitter accounts, that would have been a home run in 12 out of 30 ballparks. I think it went 401 feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he, he got a hold of that one for sure. That, that looked really good. Connor Joe, two hits. Ryan McMahon with two hits. And... Uh, before we get to the, the Florida man, the Florida man that warmed our hearts for the entire series, uh, Jose Iglesias <laughs> got his four billionth hit on the road. He's got to have some kind of hit streak. I looked in the notes and I didn't exactly see something. I'm not going to start a spreadsheet. There are stats available. I'll just have to go through and through, but um, the dude probably has a nice little road hitting streak, but Florida man against the Florida men, kind of a fun little side story all throughout this series. Yeah, he was, he's definitely, Brendan Rogers, our resident Florida man, has been doing so well this Marlins series. We know his family was in Miami, down from the Orlando area, to see him play. But I think that humidity has done him well, because he has been on fire this week. Yeah, you, you might want to say he's like smoking hot, but humidity hot, I think, is more apt. It's a, it's, a, a thing. it's a humid heat. It's a humid heat. But he had his first four-hit game today. He's been six for 12 in Miami with three RBI, five extra base hits. Um, and which that's and when we contrast the last homestand where he went two for 24. Yeah. We need to start putting Brendan Rodgers in a humidifier at Coors Field. Get him all well, there humidified is one, up. There's a humidor already at Coors Field. So I think you're right. I, I think Should we put him you, in the humidor? <laughs> could be. I mean, we these these are the free commercials that we are giving the Rockies where if they want to go and have a little bit of fun with it and they say, Hey, B Rod, you're up. Boom, you open up the humidor. There he comes <laughs> stepping out. Like 
Let's do it. Like, let's go. What are we waiting for? I just for? hope they don't accidentally put him in the keg cooler next door because it'd be terrible. No, no, no. No. Herman Marquez is in that one. He's he's chilling there. He's get, he's still getting himself acclimated <laughs> to that cold weather there. For sure. Yeah, you can you can be acclimated to the temperature and the weather inside the DNVR bar because it's always perfect. Along with the vibes being perfect, the temperature and the weather is perfect inside the bar. And you know, Friday night, game five. If you can't get a ticket to Ball Arena, which, of course, that would be fun. That would be very momentous. You could come down to the Baby Ball, a.k.a. the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax in York, where you can celebrate the first Stanley Cup final victory in 20-some years. So... It's it's gonna go down at, at some point, and we're gonna be there no matter if it was all seven. Not yes, hello, Allie. Yeah, Allie's producing us today, by the way. You know, Allie's gonna be down there. RK is gonna be down there. You don't have to sign a consent form because if you're walking through that door, you know you're gonna be part of an awesome video that goes viral of everyone yes. going crazy, doing backflips off tables. I think that might have been a thing. I'm not sure, but it's <laughs> she's shaking her head. No, no, don't encourage that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> But you want to do it emotionally because it's just absolutely fantastic. And if you're a member, on top of all that, you get a member-sized beer. You get extra raffle tickets so you can win some free gear when you're at any of those watch parties. And you can say you were there before the big renovation and after. We're only open for those abs games, even three hours before. So pop on in nice and early and have a good time and be a part of history. If you want to feel a little bit good even before you walk through the front door, Right on 6th Ave, only about eight minutes away, is Lightshade Dispensary. There's 11 in the Denver metro area. And if you're not sure what to get, maybe you're new to the game, or maybe you just want to up your game in general, well, their specialists are going to tell you all about their amazing cannabis concentrates, top-shelf flower edibles, tinctures, accessories, and more. And when you mentioned DNVR, you'll get 25% off all non-sale items. Again, that's what the specialists at Lightshade Dispensary walk in. They will hook you up in the right spot and we want to hook you up even if you can't come down to the dnvr bar for the stanley cup final you can still watch at home on evoca tv head on over to evoca.tv slash dnvr you'll get the nuggets you'll get the avalanche you'll get the colorado rockies and at&t sportsnet a whole package of games and teams that also include the colorado rapids the mammoth another one of those championship clubs it's that time go to evoca.tv slash dnvr and instead of paying $25 per month plus receiver, it's actually only going to be $15 because you're also going to use code DNVR on top of that. $15 for your first three months. Never have to worry again about missing out on Nuggets, Avs, Rockies. You'll get it all in one place, including, for better or worse, Susie and I and everyone else on the DNVR Sports Channel. We will be right there with you. Yes, absolutely. Patrick, another seamless transition into the things that pay our bills, the ad reads. Well, Ryan McMahon nearly busted the seams of the baseball. Damn, I'm so good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he was hot, too. We talked about Brendan Rodgers being hot, but Ryan McMahon has been playing really well all throughout this series. Uh, as mentioned, he did have two hits on the day, did have an RBI, struck out there in the ninth, really you know, just got beat, walked away from home plate saying, yep, you know what? You, uh, you got the best of me, but over his last seven games, he's got those two home runs, 10 for 26, five RBI, four walks. So you like that he's getting on base a lot more. So Ryan McMahon heating up, great. Brendan Rodgers heating up, 
Elias Diaz, all those guys. You got to get them click at the same time. That's been the biggest issue for this team all year long is the lack of timeliness. I'm not going to say sense of urgency, but a lack of timeliness. And one of the biggest things is Chris Bryant not being healthy. That's not timely. You know, we might look back on the season and if they really are out of it and if they do sell at the trade deadline, we'll look at the final month and a half of the season and go, now would have been the time for Chris Bryant to be injured. Again, you can't choose these things. That's just kind of how it goes, unfortunately. But the timeliness of Bryant being out is obviously really unfortunate. Maybe with him coming back here in Minnesota, we'll see what happens if he does get activated for Friday's game. If he does, don't expect him to play all three. It'll probably be Friday and Sunday, but he'll be back. Rymac back playing really well. Rogers, Diaz, a couple of those guys. They just need to click all at the same time. I think most of the elements need to click. You don't even need all of the elements. Just three out of the four. You just yeah. can't have more than that. And I don't think yeah, I don't think these guys clicking at the same time is enough. I think the huge issue are all of the men left on base. We're the Colorado Rock Lobsters now for the yeah. LOBs. That yeah, Rockies seen. had 12 hits today. Rockies had 12 hits on Thursday, 12 to 9. And that's not how you win games. You've got to score runs. Obviously, that's uh, that's the name of the game. They went 1 for 11 with runners in scoring position. 13 left on base, as you pointed out. Marlins only ended up leaving 7 on base. They were only 1 for 8 runners in scoring position. But you're right. That's one of those key components. It's the defense. So, all right, if you're if you're not going to come through in the clutch there with runners in scoring position. Defense needs to be on point. Starting pitching bullpen needs to be on point. And and, and you got to just do all of those little things well. If two two of those four things end up going wrong, you're going to lose the game, unfortunately, because you know that's just a game of baseball. So got to hope that when Bryant comes back, things really start to get going. And it's going to take him a while, I think, too. That, that's another element, too. He might not, you know, hit the ground running. It, it, it could take a little while, which is going to be disappointing uh, if if they start losing some of those games early on, because I don't think we're going to see true Chris Bryant mode yet. I mean, it's it's almost as if he's just coming out of spring training just a little bit. So he might not hit his stride until, I hate to say, because again, don't know. Hey, maybe he surprises. But if he doesn't hit his stride until that second, third week, like at the around the All-Star break, then again, that makes it all the more frustrating to wait and see what happens if the Rockies front office goes, you know what? We're not going to make any moves just yet. Maybe maybe they're 12, 13 games under 500. Maybe they're now seven, eight, nine games back of the third wild card. And you go, but what happens now that Bryant is starting to heat up? Now what do we have? So you have to you have to pick a lane. You can't be right down the middle. And we know the Rockies, unfortunately, they do pick that middle lane more times than not. So we'll, we'll, we've got a month or so to unpack all of this business. Uh, I mean, I think the Rockies are going to be glad to pack up and then unpack somewhere else because since Ian Depot Park was built <laughs> back in 2012, they are now 10 and 24, 294 winning percentage. Miami has always posed a problem to the Rockies and now officially it's a, it's not a good place. It is, it is a dangerous place. Yeah. Again, I guess the only guy who does well at Lone Depot Park, Ian Depot Park, as you call it, is Brendan Rogers. No, so. we call it. Isn't that a show bit? I, I guess it is a show bit. Sorry, I forgot. Solidarity. I'm with you on this one. 
if you're, if you're with me on that one, then oh man, this is we gotta. I need. I might need a spreadsheet for the solidarity. Like, what's who's who? You know, who's got what bit? What is the show's bit? But <laughs> we'll we'll figure that. Out. I'll get a spreadsheet going. Um, Thank you. We love a spreadsheet here. It wasn't a spreadsheet format, but it was a certain format earlier this week. Didn't get a chance to talk about it, but all-star game voting did come out in of all of the, gosh, what was the number? 100 players. Cause you had 10 players, the top 10 for the seven positions. No, not seven positions. Yes. For six positions, the seventh position being DH and then 20 for the outfield. Maybe it's 90 players. We're getting into the weeds here. Only two Rockies on the list, Jose Iglesias and CJ Crone. Not sure that Rockies fans, when they think of two players that are going to represent their team or the first two that come to mind, those probably aren't the first two. Maybe CJ Crone is the second, but that was, I'm not going to say it was surprising, but it, it just is what it is right now, unfortunately. I mean, we've been calling CJ Crone an all-star since that's the true. very beginning of the season. You know, that's been our bit. I feel like all of the Rockies fan community has been very much keeping an eye on CJ Crone because he did have such a hot start. He was leading MLB in home runs for a while, but I was surprised that the guy with the most votes from the Rockies is Jose Iglesias. Yeah, I think that was, you know, it's interesting because you've got Iglesias and Crone, and I think they're on opposite sides of the spectrum as far as their position is concerned because for Crone, First base is incredibly deep. And you look at the other names that are on that list, Pete Alonzo, Goldschmidt. I mean, there, there, there's numerous guys, Matt Olson, even who, you know, he's, he's starting to play a, a little bit better in general, but a lot of guys over there at first base doing it. So that's going to pull some attention away and the leftover guys. It's, it really is about, you know, what have you done for me lately? And Crone has been really good for that. Whereas at shortstop, there are not as many really good players, but you look at Iglesias' stats, uh, at least offensively with his batting average and go, Hey, he, he deserves something. So Iglesias has like 98,000 votes uh, more than, than CJ Crone. Cause again, you're just going against the, the other players at your position. And I think 20th was Nick Castellanos at like 138,000, something like that. So, you know, Charlie Blackman could be 21st. I imagine he's got 100,000 votes. But theoretically, you could say Jose Iglesias has the most votes of any Rockies player for the All-Star game. And that is wild. That is wild. Definitely. Listen, these these Rockies keep surprising us every day. Yeah. And, and so much of it is about star power because Rocky C21 in our chat here on the YouTube DVR sports channel is that Ronald Acuna, he just came off the IL. Now he is a superstar player. He does have that cachet. So you get it why people are do are, are, are voting for him. But if you're looking statistically, you, he really wouldn't be in the conversation. So Rocky C, I, I would very much agree with you on that front. CJ Crone deserves to be in that conversation. Just that again, there's so many other first basemen doing some big things over there. Iglesias would be in that conversation. B-Rod is really hurt from the fact that his April just really is just sapping a lot of his rate stats. But if you start, you know, the season in in May and you look at those statistics, I think you see B-Rod in the top 10, maybe even top five of National League second baseman. And again, we're not talking about pitchers or relievers because we know Tyler Kinley, Daniel Bard. Those would have been some names 
uh, that that would go in there. Maybe even Chad Cool would have gotten a little bit of love, especially if he had just looked at his ERA going into this Miami series. You go, all right, hey, ERA-wise, in Colorado, that's pretty impressive. Anything under four is pretty darn good. So we'll kind of wait and see what happened, but it might shape up to be a, a one-representative type year. I, I, I'm holding out hope. I think Bard's going to be a representative. I think Freeland still has a shot. Any any dark horses for you, so, Susie? Do you, do you think Bard's going to be the one guy, or is I, there a couple guys on the fringe, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think Bard is one of those guys who is on the fringe for sure. And again, it's such a shame that Tyler, Tyler Kinley is injured because I thought he was a shoe in. His season was absolutely incredible up until just so recently when he has been down by this injury. I could even see a push for someone like Jonathan Daza. Now. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, uh, that name recognition, going back to what Rocky C said about Acuna, we know Jonathan Daza doesn't have it, but he's got some impressive defensive skills. He goes, makes some big plays in the outfield, you know, ESPN top 10 plays, you know, stuff like that. People start to take notice. They're looking at their batting average. He's hitting in the 330s. I think he could be a guy who maybe changes a couple of those things. Maybe even Brendan Rodgers, too. He's made some very impressive defensive plays over there at, at second base and Charlie Blackman, you know, the power numbers are there overall. Some of the rate stats are lacking, but Charlie Blackman still has that cachet. So I wouldn't entirely rule it out and say no definitively. They're only going to have one. It's, it's, it's good. It's awful. It's, it's not going well. No, I, I very much think that there's, there's still plenty of time to change the minds of not necessarily the fans who are voting for starters. Cause I think, yes, we're not going to have a Rocky who starts the all-star game. But when you go ahead and you pick the bench, you know, Brian Snitker, you know, he's got to see the Rockies up close and personal for two series already. Uh, there's a chance that he could pluck two, maybe even three guys. Again, that's if all goes well going forward. Yeah. Oh, these are Patrick. You're making some great points. We should have you assembling the roster. I, 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 I could be had for a, a handsome fee. Probably just a case of liquid death. I think that that's all it's going to take for me. That's all I Cheers need. Cheers to that, Patrick. Oh, Cheers indeed. There you go. You you got look, hydrate or die and 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 I definitely don't want to die. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm just a hydrated girly over here. That's it. I think they were very hydrated up in the AT&T Sportsnet booth. The first two games, I didn't see anyone on Thursday. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I, I turned away. But you had Matt Holiday and Clint Hurdle in Miami, both with peak tans. They really they pulled out all the stops to get some big names in that booth down there in Miami. Yeah, they were both they were both very tan. I was shocked at how peak Florida man Clint Hurdle looked. He was just so tan and he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, just vibing in the booth. It was hysterical to me. But yeah, they were pulling some good guests this week. Do we see this caliber of guest when the Rockies are at home? Uh, that's a good point. Is there something to that? I don't know. Do Are they flying these guests into Miami? And if so, did they sign anybody up to go out to Minneapolis? Like, hmm, which road trip do, do we want to take? There's no way they're flying guys out to Miami. I feel like they just got to yeah. already be in Miami, right? Like, hey, you happen to be around. Very true. Well, Hurdle's actually from Florida, so I, I think that does make some sense. But but you're right. Yeah, it's, if, you're, if you happen to be there, so be it. Rockies have actually had four Minnesota-born Rockies. Susie, I'm sure you could just name them 
off the top of your head? No, none of them are really notable. I mean, Mike <laughs> Kingery is probably the biggest one. He was an early course field day guy, center fielder. Um, good, good ball player, Mike Kingery. But other than that, a second baseman named Brian Robb. He only played two games. Brian Hickerson, uh, lefty reliever, played 18 games. And outfielder Michael Restovich, who I remember him as being a big prospect with the Twins before he came over to the Rockies. Michael Restovich's claim to fame, tallest hitter in Rockies team history. Listed as six foot seven. Chris Bryant, 6'6". Six, six. So he's tied for second tallest. But number one, Michael Restovich, Minnesota-born. More than you wanted to know about Michael Restovich. Thank you. Thank you for that update. I loved that. How Do you know off the top of your head how many major leaguers are from Minnesota? I think like 144 and a half. No, I, I don't know exactly how many <laughs> in total. Uh, exactly. I don't, I'd be hard pressed to maybe even name another one off the top of my head uh, now that I'm put on the spot like that. But yeah, Minnesota doesn't, doesn't turn out too many ballplayers. You but, know, we got, we got a Minnesota adjacent guy. Because Gilbreth went to the University of Minnesota. Oh, great point. Great mm-hmm. point. I love that. Taryn Vavra did, but we don't talk about him anymore because he was traded for Michael Givens back in 2020. I like Taryn Vavra. I was a big Taryn Vavra <laughs> fan. Uh, no like way. I didn't prospects. know that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was all about the TV there. Uh, speaking of TV, got lucky on that transition. Saturday night's game in Minnesota will be a Fox national broadcast. So... Do with that information what you will. Maybe they'll have some big guests there for that. I don't know. We'll see. We love a national broadcast, and the Rockies always do so well when they're on the national stage like that. It'll, Yeah, it's just going to be that reminder of what the nation or people representing the nation think about Colorado, and they make course Field references. And yeah. They talk about things that they maybe aren't quite as schooled on or things that just – haven't been true for about 15, 20 years. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to have to deal with a lot of that this weekend. But look, if you're looking for a little bit of fun in the sun this weekend, maybe head on down to Infinity Park in Glendale and check out the American Raptors. Go to AmericanRaptors.com where you get free tickets and learn all about the exciting events. It's rugby, Rugby Town USA, right in our backyard in, in Denver, in Glendale. It's really right there. They just had an amazing international tournament, so it's buzzing. And the American Raptors, what they're doing is so cool is they rugby is not a sport you typically play as a youth growing up. It exists in, in different pockets, right? But ultimately, you don't play it, and you need to learn it if you're going to try to play professionally. And you just need to be an athlete. You need to be a player. And they've got professional football players, basketball players, baseball, track and field. You name it. They're learning the sport. You can actually learn it with them. Tap into the DNVR Rugby Podcast with our homie Colton Strickler. He's got all kinds of great information about the sport, talking with coaches, even give you some betting tips on this year's Super Rugby as well. So check all that out and more at AmericanRaptors.com. Well, I feel like we've done a good job of creating a fun environment here, Susie. Yeah. But maybe we need to turn it up a little bit more as the Rockies did get swept now for the second of three series now the third time in six series that they've been swept yeah not great so we we need to we need to spice things up a little bit don't we are we getting spicy are we gonna play a little game I, i'm ready i'm ready i, I want to peep some stuff as more than yo anything. we're gonna peep them tweets Ashley, are you ready with the graphics yes i am if you're watching us on 
Yes. All right. So I can only make this gesture for so long as we wait. Oh, I don't, do we have an official? <laughs> I thought we had an official one. All right. It's we with, do. We might face? not have told Al We might not have told Allie to load it. Though. I can't find it. I was. I'm looking for it, but. <laughs> you know what? Sorry, That's God. not going to stop you. us. We will plow through. All right. So we're going to start. This is something that I know we have been talking about quite a bit. The City Connect uniform and the green pants. So here is a tweet from Patrick Saunders. This happened on Father's Day. This content was created. Patrick, you were off. But Chad Cool was warming up in the almost full City Connect uniform. But he was wearing the white pants with it. He said, listen, I'm not trying to be the face of the movement here, but like, if you happen to take a semi-candid picture, I'm all for you posting it. It's funny. <laughs> I, I saw this picture on someone else's account. I think they lifted the photo and did not give credit. Shame on that person. I think he's wearing a black belt, which doesn't, there's no real black in the jersey. I think a little bit on the patch. I think a purple belt would look pretty sharp or a special green belt because the City Connect belt was actually a white one. So I think the green belt would, would probably help it pop a little bit more. Again, purple yeah, is, is that also would be fine. good. But it looks really good. I think it makes the mountains pop a little more. It, it does pull away from, I think, the overall uniqueness or specialness to a degree of the City Connect uniform, right? Because the green pants definitely is like a whole statement, like, oh, there's something big going on. It's not just, hey, here's a new jersey. It's it's a whole experience, but I think eventually over time we will see that where the white pants are there. They've got to be a lot more comfortable and a lot less hot than those green, you know. Yeah, uh, it's such a dark color. Pants. It's it's such a dark color. All it's doing is absorbing heat from the sun. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, and, and like also some of the guys like wearing black cleats. The black cleats did not look good no. with the green green pants at all. No, 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 no. That definitely do not look good with that look. I like this reply from our very own RG, Ryan Green. Check this one out. Um, Where did it go? Because I got to read it. This is the last time, or this is the, <laughs> no one's gotten this much attention for their lower half since Sean Murphy getting hit in the, the booty. That's true. Ball. That booty bump uh, did some good business for us. Yeah, that put a couple meals on a couple folks' tables. Uh, the booty <laughs> bump video that we go out. Our favorite thing, and we talked about this in our in our company wide Slack, are all of those videos that where they they say, "Oh, the baseball's really juiced this year," and you show a guy either laying down a bunt or clearly hitting a ground ball, and it's a fly ball, you know, to left center field for a home run. Well, that's the best one. Sean Murphy getting hit in the tush and his in his catcher bum, and the ball goes flying out to to center field. And you go, man, those baseballs are a little bit juiced. Besides the bottoms being juiced, respectfully, the baseballs also are juiced. Respectfully, respectfully key word in that sentence for sure. Catcher <laughs> Sean Murphy about his <laughs> butt going viral. Oh my! God. I didn't see that. What happened with his he butt? He was hit by a pitch right on the butt. Yes, yes. And there was a lot of bounce a, on a it, respectfully. Well, respectfully. he pushed it out, I think, actually, what he did. <laughs> it looked like he pushed it out a little bit. But it was, if you look you at it. had the recoil on it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like it was, I did see clips of that, like it was broken down like it was a Pooter film, yeah. you know, and uh, JFK in Dallas, where it was like, first it was a clench, then it was a push out. Then it got plunked. Then it wobbled. You're right. Yeah. yeah. You have wow, seen it. I clearly. 
a few times, <laughs> a few times with that description. It's mesmerizing, <laughs> respectful. I look like respectfully. a Vietnam, I look like a Vietnam War vet in that clip. Let's see if we can lose that. <laughs> what was going on? I do. I the ponytail and mustache and beard with a with a green shirt. Mm, no. Patrick, you were the one who dressed yourself. That was only like two months ago. No, we had a stylist back then. Remember Ryan came in from CHGO Cubs? And yeah, we had brought a stylist in for a little while. Oh, maybe it was just for me. Oh, Patrick. (laughs) Um, Okay, our next topic. My favorite meme right now is there's 10, but... So the Colorado Rockies Twitter account at Rockies posted this. They're a 10, but they haven't voted for CJ Bone for All-Star. I liked that mm. a lot. Big turnoff. Definitely. Don't don't like that. I hate I think we that. Had, we had our own too, didn't we? Yes, someone we tweeted from, yes, someone tweeted one from the uh DNVR Rockies account which I thought was the funniest one ever. They're a 10, but don't think Holiday touched home plate. Mm, that's true. You're going to lose some serious points on that one. You're a zero in my book if you don't think Holiday touched home plate. Agreed. Yep. Yep, I'm down with that one. Although what a, I'm looking at one of the replies right now. Someone goes, well, he was never tagged out either, so the play lives on. That play is still going on, maybe. It's still active. Still active. Okay. I'm with that. Someone's got to tag him. Well, Matt Holiday has since touched home plate definitively. I don't think he was ever tagged by, I think it might have been Michael Barrett at the time. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, don't know it was Michael pitching. Barrett. It was. Um, it was but he's Michael touched Barrett. home plate several times because he did end up coming back with the Colorado Rock. I like how I'm answering this as like, like this is a legit thing. Like, no, not to be <laughs> like, fair. No, no. <laughs> if you remember in 2009 with the Cardinals, he did have that double, was driven in by Pujols. He scored. So he did touch home plate. That was worth two runs that day. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick, for setting the record straight on something that is clearly a joke. Um, We did ask Sean Bouchard about Matt Holiday touching home plate. I don't think, he, I think we might've been talking to him on Father's Day. Uh, No, it might've been the day before that. Or was it, was it the day I that was you there were there? Because I asked the question. So he- Oh, that's he, right. Okay, never mind. Yeah, but we did ask him about it. That's right. Because he's from San Diego area and he was asked, well, did you grow up as a Padres fan? They were playing the Padres last weekend. And he's like, well, I mean- you know, a little bashful to say it because you play for the Rockies now. He of was course. bashful. That is but, a great word. Yeah. I mean, you're, you root for the Rockies. I mean, that's your team. Like, that's your employer. So, you don't. Know, who cares what the Padres are doing at this point? You are living your life, right? Mm-hmm. You are now into the matrix in that way. So, you know, he's not rooting for the Padres anymore. But he was. he knew it was like, oh, this could be controversial. I didn't realize you're going to be giving me these hard-hitting questions. And, of course, right there at the end, I said, well, I got to really hit you with a, with a hard-hitter. Did Matt Holiday touch home plate? Because the team he plays for now, you'd have to say yes. But growing up, I'm sure, I'm sure for a decade, he was very much in the no, he did not camp as a Padres fan. So he uh, he did say, well, look, according to MLB, he touched home plate. So I will leave it at that. So that was a very diplomatic answer, it, Senator it actually, Sean Bouchard. Very he's good. He's got a future politics because it really was a very. A very good answer. He gave a solid answer to a tough question. And I apologize for forgetting you were the one who asked it. It's all right. Hey, a lot, a lot happens. A lot goes down there when we're at the ballpark. We know that. 
and the days just kind of all blend into one another because <laughs> we yeah. spend all of our waking hours there during a homestand. It's but to be fair, it's it's not a nightmare. It's a dream come true. It is. It. It, uh, uh, in no way is it a nightmare. It's just it's right. a lot, but it's fantastic. Agreed. All right, Agreed. we're gonna we're gonna change gears and look at an, we're gonna peep another tweet about a kid making a great negotiation. So Ooh. this kid caught JJ Matajevic. I hope I'm saying that right. His home run ball. I love this tweet from Chandler Rome. Did this kid hire Scott Boris between innings because he made out six tickets to a game. Six batting practice access tickets, a Jose Altuve autographed ball, and a custom Berlin signed jersey on exchange for a home run ball. That is quite a good deal. That's impressive. I'm I'm really curious what McCovey Cove Dave thought of that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, what that, that's what that's what I need to start asking for. Cause he really just he doesn't necessarily want anything. He just wants to go and meet the guy to have that moment, right? Like a baseball is great. It sits on your shelf and yeah, it, it will last maybe, I don't know how long after you pass on to the netherworld getting dark here. Let's bring it back, Patrick. Okay, Patrick, but come on. Nevertheless, Let's bring it back from this dark place. <laughs> nevertheless, a great story is, is way better than something that sits on your shelf. So Dave just, he wants to meet the people. So uh, this young man might not have been able to meet JJ uh, and, and give him his his first home run ball, but great negotiating. In fact, it's funny that you bring that up because Rockies just got done playing the Marlins. I went; it was a year or two before I started working with DNVR that I I went to Ichiro's three thousandth hit game. I got Ooh. tickets that day, went by myself. I'm a baseball fan. Look who also has no friends, but that's besides the point. Because even if I did have friends, I would have gone by myself so I could focus, had some room to sprawl out in case I needed to run down a couple rows and catch this baseball. If you go back and you look at that clip, I've mentioned this before, but if you go back and look at that clip, I was wearing a similar teal-colored cap. When he when Ichiro hits that ball out to right field, I'm the first one who stands up. So you can see me there uh, standing up. And I, and I thought going to the game, what do I want? So I made a little list on my phone of like, what would I want in exchange for a 3,000 hit? Because that's very, very valuable. Of very course valuable. you were prepared for that moment. Do you have that list ready? No. No. I think I think I one of the biggest things, at least that was like the start of the negotiation, it's sort of like you're going to get a ball, you're going to get a bat, maybe a jersey. That's kind of easy guaranteed. I wanted... I don't know if I would have had the guts to say I want lifetime tickets to Coors Field. I would have wanted a season ticket to Coors Field. So maybe give me two tickets to that next season, every game. Like that was what I would exchange it for. So I would have put the pressure on the Rockies more than it would have been on the Marlins. But I think, again, a 3,000th hit, I mean, come on, that's pretty fair. Yeah. Is that a lot? Definitely. Is that a big ask? What do you What do you think, Susie? No, I think it's fair. <laughs> I think it's good. Allie, have you have you ever had that thought of like if you're at a game and you catch a really important pivotal baseball or something, what you would ask for? Would you just kind of go the standard route of, hey, give me a ball bat that's signed? Or, you know, depending on the situation, would you really go for the gusto? I think I would go for it depending on the situation. See what you can really? get. Really? Does anything jump out as like, I would ask for this, even though I might not get it, but I would definitely ask for it and push for it for a little while. Season tickets for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, I am curious. I'm looking through all of our graphics on here, and this is one that I'm very confused by. Um, maybe we can talk about later, Susie. Because I was trying to find the, th and I'm like, why is Susie's possum is what it is named? Yeah, <laughs> you I know. Corner. What we is Susie's possum corner, and why is this a graphic? <laughs> you know you what, know Allie? What? You're gonna have to go back and listen to the DNVR Rockies podcast over our anywhere you listen to a podcast. <laughs> it was for a guest, I believe it or not. Kind of. Oh, okay. Kind of. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, you probably know. Anyone who follows me on social media definitely knows that I love possums and I will stand them till the day I die. But um, a couple of months ago, weeks ago, at some point this season, a possum was in the uh, press box for the Oakland A's. So it kind of went viral a little bit, but we had Jessica Kleinschmidt on. So we were talking to her about that, talking to her about the A's, but then I decided that I needed to share all the things that I know about possums that make them amazing. Okay, I love five. it. I love it. I am going to have to go back and watch that one because uh, that sounds super interesting. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know I have the clip handy on my computer. Perfect. <laughs> I know, but I, I'm literally scrolling, and and you you know there's a there's a few Patrick's favorite, Susie's worst, and then all of a sudden I just see uh, Susie's possum corner, and I was like, what could this have possibly been? This was the appropriate place to to bring that up, right? Like I, I think need it. This, yeah, I mean, you yeah. gave me a moment. I said season tickets, and then I was like, but wait, also this. <laughs> And see, so that's how I know you're going to shoot your shot. I'm like, would you just take the standard package? Are you going to go for everything? You you immediately went for everything right after. So, yeah. And you know what? You're going to get those season tickets too, I bet. <laughs> I'll fight for them. I really will. I love this. I love this. I love this. Yeah, baseball's, right, the only, baseball's the only sport where you have that, where you can literally have a Hall of Fame museum quality item in your hand. I mean, there's no other game that that happens to my knowledge, right? I mean, think about that. If a puck just goes up, that was just a puck. It wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. the one that was used for anything. So, yeah, I'm there sure aren't a lot of milestone pucks out there. No, there's there's not there's not a lot of milestone pucks. Uh, but All if right. there was, you would definitely have a graphic for that. Put a pin in that one, Allie. Milestone pucks. We'll we'll figure out what that bit is, but the name alone is just jumping off the page. So. I love I'm, it. I'm ready very, to keep some more tweets. <laughs> it's very appropriate for Stanley Cup final season. And also, this one's appropriate for NBA draft season. We got one more tweet to peep. I love this. It's Mike Trout meeting Steph Curry. Mike Trout saying, congrats on winning 53 games this season. Steph Curry, you too, bro. Oh, it's a sick burn. I have never seen this one. Mike Trout, <laughs> it looks like it was his rookie season. Like, you look and you go, uh receding hairline the temples are going back a little bit Nah, he's like 18 in that photo like legit. he's young in this photo he's legit sure. like just got drafted out of millville high school in new jersey <laughs> and straight wow, out of millville you too bro wow 53 games that's really good it's good it's good it hurts me though because i want better and i want better for ohio tani for sure i know i know it's it's so sad uh that that's the case for sure. I mean, he's he's very much like the modern day Ted Williams. Ted Williams, I think, only got one World Series. Uh, actually, didn't play very well in it. Boston did win, and so I mean, Trout hasn't even gotten that. He's got the one, uh, just the, the one postseason. So, 
could be a while. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, he and Shohei deserve a lot more than 53 wins. They looked good at the start of the year. And then I think they found out that you picked them to go to the postseason. Susie Hunter Jinx right there. I guess so. You can put this on me. My apologies to Mike Trout, the whole Trout family. My bad. My bad. Might be. Might be. <laughs> did you have did you have something about Minnesota uh having something that being a very special ballpark? Because I've yeah. never been there and I know you have. Okay, I've I've been to Target Field multiple times. I was at Target Field when it was a little newer about 10 years ago. Um that ballpark was ahead of its time. They had so many photo ops, which now are like pretty normal at every ballpark because everyone's living for the gram. This was like before Instagram was really a thing. So they, one, are ahead of their time in Minnesota, but they, at Target Field, there is something that I think every ballpark should have. They have a big plaque almost, a big ballpark map, a big list, a directory. That's the word I was looking for, a directory of all of the food at that park and where you can find it. And it's like sorted by type of food. There's gluten-free, vegetarian, sausages. There's like so many different places to get sausages. But if you're looking for a specific type of food, if you're looking for ice cream, you're looking for nachos, you can look up what sections you can find that in, which I think every ballpark should just have. How, yeah, how does that not exist? I mean, even if you just walk in and you have something that isn't maybe you know, incredibly detailed, just scan a QR code. And then on your phone, you pop up the options because ultimately you end up walking for, you know, you go to a couple windows and you go, all right, I'm tired, whatever they've got here. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. take the dumb chicken fingers. Yeah. And then you find out that they've got some really amazing food options. What cheese curds, I'm guessing cheese curds is probably big in Minnesota. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, cheese curds are huge in Minnesota. They've got a lot of like bratwurst going on. Um, sure. I've spent a lot of time in Minnesota. They they love their cheese there, and they do not like vegetables. <laughs> no vegetables. No okay. vegetables to be had in like pretty much all of the Midwest. Now they like dairy. Do they go so far as to like serve just a glass of milk? Do is that a thing? Do people drink glasses of milk in the well, summer in Minneapolis? Uh, you know, I didn't see it, but I wouldn't put it past them. Mm. Listen, that's how those kids get to be six foot seven. Playing in the outfield. Not corn fed, dairy fed. <laughs> They're dairy fed. They've been drinking glasses of milk every darn day. That's amazing. All right. Well, we'll we'll keep our eye on those big kids that are out there. Maybe one of them will catch a big baseball and they'll they'll negotiate for some gear uh, or some some memorabilia. Ellie Harris Montero waiting for that first home run. Sean Bouchard. This is the this is the part where you clip out right now and you go, Hey, we were just talking about the first home run by Montero. And Bouchard, and the first one by Jose Iglesias as a member of the Rockies, and the first one this season by Jonathan Daza. What other big milestone things could I bring up? And 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 it sounds uh, like still I predicted waiting. it. We're still waiting for Chris Bryant too. Don't forget that. And it just a couple Chris Bryant hits. You know, if you got to run on the field and grab one of those, that could be an item that <laughs> is worthy enough to to go in Cooperstown. We haven't seen too many of those. Yes. We have not seen I too many hits, we and we've seen no home runs from Chris Bryant as a Rocky. We'll see what happens in Minnesota. It can't get any worse. Not that it's worse, because look, it's a rehab start. 0 for 6 to start in Albuquerque, but is what it is. It's okay. 
She's just got to get healthy. And again, you'd rather run him out there in left field, so long as he's healthy, mm-hmm. to try to get better and get the best out of Chris Bryant than you would out of someone, you know, one of the last guys that's off your bench. So, you know, could be could be rough going here early on. You don't want to be patient. I certainly don't want to be patient. I want to see him go out there and doing it, you know, at the top of his game, Chris Bryant, that they signed for $182 million. But I also mm-hmm. understand that it might be a week, week and a half until that happens. That will be disappointing. Rockies will lose some games when that happens while we wait. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Well said, Patrick. Which is not a great phrase, which incidentally was once uttered by the best man at a wedding I once went to. It that marriage did not last very long. That's Literally, a terrible goes, thing to say is, in a speech. It is, he started off with like, "Look, it is what it is," and I'm like, "I thought it was two people who loved each other, but you're saying it is what it is." Turned out, it was what it was. So maybe Drama, the Rockies are that Patrick. same thing. It is what it is. Well, maybe the Rockies are what they are, and we're gonna say, "Yeah, they were what they were." We'll see. That's Darn. Why we Again, you took it. it to a dark place. Let's pull it out. Let's end on a high note. <laughs> All right. What have you got? Because that was my high note. <laughs> you know what? It's a new series. That's and right. we're going to break it all down again on Sunday, right after the game, a live post game show, which will surely be so much fun. I like That's that. my high note. That's positive. And I like the, the rotation going into the series. Marquez, Senzatella, Ryan Feltner, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And for the Twinkies, Dylan Bundy, Chris Archer, and Joe Ryan. And then when we get back in Colorado, Tyler Anderson's coming back. And he's going to throw – well, I'm not going to – I'm going to stop there because we're trying to end on a high note. Patrick, <laughs> call your well. therapist. <laughs> he's playing well is what it is. And I think, you know what? Again, despite the sweep, we're playing well. We're doing a good job. We have a little bit of momentum here, I think, at least on the show. That's why you got to tune in. Again, no matter what the Rockies are going to do, we're going to try to be entertaining. We're going to be informative. We're going to give you some things to keep an eye on uh, and give you some of that bigger picture perspective uh, like we always try to do when Susie and I get together. So follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I am on Twitter. And I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And you know what they say about momentum. It's only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you then.